Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations one and all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. It's Healthy Love Night. Begging that you don't kill my vibes, yeah? The son of Talia. That's the title of the track right there. Don't kill my vibes. Big ups to those who are locked in on TuneIn Radio. On the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew, much love to you. Welcome, welcome. Big ups to those hailing from across the pond, one arm on the radio. Top of the morning to you guys over there in the UK. King Genius, Queen Genius, much love to you. Big ups to the massive out of New Jersey. Locked on NIE Radio. Hanging out with New Jersey's finest, the motivator. Blessings and blessings. Big ups to the massive out of New York. Those locked in on island worldwide, exhibiting the power of music. Hanging out to China Nicole and Gary, a jump out production crew. Much love to y'all. Big ups to those out of Long Island, New York. Hanging out to the Reggae Pulse Radio. DJ Atomic Force. Blessings, bro. Those locked in on the foundation, read the network, clintonlindsay.com. Hanging out to Mr. Twinkle Toes himself, the veteran in the, in the music business, Mr. Clinton Lindsay. Much love, Mr. Lindsay. Big up to those out of Texas. Those on Alawap Radio, those on Dusik Media Group, and WGLRO, the People Station, home of the Donnie Walker Morning Show. Taking from the sheets to the streets, touching from Detroit to Denmark and all points in between. Blessings, Donnie. Hey man, do anything you want, do you know? Please, just don't kill my vibes. I want to say big up to those who are locked in on Facebook Live, those on Clubhouse, those on YouTube Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsors. Paul C Media Group and Ding in a moment is price. Let's go ahead and get him a call. They'll take care of your videos, your photos, your streaming, your advertising, and much, much more. Everything you see here on KevinStew.com is included. Hey man, they can host your website, they can provide you with streaming services on your website. You want to stream that live event? Want to secure a platform, whether yours or theirs? That church service, that wedding, that party, that graduation, that funeral, that seminar. Get him a call. 754-999-1140. That's 754-999-1140. Thank you, Pulsey Media Group. 
want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea is used a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Miami, Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you, bringing her table, her oils and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Give her a call 954-655-9000 and schedule your appointment today. That's 954-655-9000. She only has one request outside of paying her. And that is you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. It's called Kevin Stew Claus. When you give her a call, tell her I sent you, yeah? say thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global acts as your booking agent, handle your tour management, take care of your business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion and much much more. Give him a call at 954-804-8199. That's 954-804-8199. Or you can check them out online at reggaeglobal.com Thank you much Reggae Global Entertainment Thank you to McNeil Trucking McNeil Trucking is a veteran owned, licensed and insured moving company in the state of Florida with McNeil Trucking, your goods are in good hands. So and if you want to move from uh, down in the Keys, up to Jacksonville, or in any point in between. If you want to put some things in storage, don't have the transportation, don't have the manpower, don't worry. You have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking, 954-406-9740. That's 954-406-9740 Thank you McNeil Trucking Numbers to get you in touch because the phone lines are always open. Seven seven three seven eight nine stew. That's seven seven three seven eight nine seven eight three nine. You see it scrolling across the bottom of your screen right there. Yeah, right down there. Those of you that are watching, of course. That's seven seven three. 789-7839 You can call, you can text, you can WhatsApp, you can Telegram from anywhere in, in the world actually I won't say anywhere in Jamaica Jamaica calling my name Just keep on doing what you wanna do Just don't kill my Of course you can jump into the stew pot Those of you wondering what a stew pot is It's what others call a chat room because we're fancy here on KevinStew.com We call it the stew pot Come on in Water is always fine 
You don't need to register, you don't need to offer a firstborn, an internal organ, or a blood sacrifice. Just go to kevinstew.com and you're there. You can remain anonymous. You can put your name. Go ahead and call a friend to a friend. Friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too. Because the information is good for everyone. And I'm grateful that each and every one of you is here. Glad to have you. I couldn't do it without you. And you have my word, I wouldn't even try. Tonight we're talking about maternal mortality. That might sound a little bit morbid, but um, it's it's not all about death, you know. It's about life too, you know. Every, with everything, there's balance. There's your ying, your ying, and your yang. So you you can't talk about life and not talk about death and vice versa. So as we look tonight at maternal mortality, you kind of have to wonder: Wait, are we talking about? the life of the child or the life of the mother in the midst of all of this? Well, a little bit of both. And I'm going to just hit the ground running with a bit of very disturbing information. And this is courtesy of MSN.com, really. And it says that America is the most dangerous place to give birth in the developed world. But not only is it the worst, but it is only getting worse. Now, you're, you're, you're the worst, the most dangerous place in the world to give birth, and it's getting worse? So, does it mean you're the most dangerous this? Yeah, we, there's no such word, but... Apparently, we're going to have to make it more dangerous than most dangerous. So, what do we make it at that point? Earlier this month, yes, this very month that we're in right now, the Texas Department of State Health Services missed the deadline to publish the 2019 data on maternal mortality rates in the state, announcing instead that this data will be made available only in mid-2023. What may seem like a piece of administrative incompetence could instead be an attempt to hide a damaging state and nationwide statistic from the public. And this would be done in an attempt to keep it hidden until after the midterms. Now, you might say, wait, they wouldn't do something like that. Why would they do something like that? Did I say until after the midterms? People do anything for in politics. And politicians wield that kind of power that they could manipulate certain bits of information. Take into consideration also that you have around about six main media houses throughout the world that disseminates the majority of your information. So if you're going to combine the power of politicians 
and the power of that they wield and in, in, in the media, well, things like that can happen. Maternal mortality rate, or MMR, is defined as a number of mothers dying during childbirth or because of other pregnancy-related causes, typically expressed in numbers of such deaths per 100,000 live births. MMR is the measure, or is a measure, of country's development and the ability of its citizens to access health care. Indirectly, it also measures gender equality. Fathers do not die in childbirth. And a goal of an equitable society should be to eliminate this risk for the mothers as well. Caring for expectant mothers cost money. And richer countries, understandably, have lower MMRs. You see where we're going with this? Not yet? All right. Go with me down this rabbit hole, if you will. According to 2017 data, Norway, Italy, they both recorded just two maternal deaths per 100,000 live births. Sweden and Spain had four, Japan five, France and Singapore eight. The United States, in contrast to these countries, stood at 19 maternal deaths per 100,000 live, live births, on par with the poorest European country, Moldova. Now, many people don't even know where to find Moldova. And it's actually faring a bit worse than Russia or Iran. America is the most dangerous place to give birth in the developed world. How scary is that? For a world superpower to be listed as the most dangerous place in the world to give birth. Growing up in Jamaica, I knew of stories where women would leave Jamaica to come to the U.S. to have a child because they wanted, one, to make sure that this child came into the world healthy. And, well, of course, there are other benefits to it. Um, well, there, there used to be other benefits to it. It's a, a, a way to get into the country also. But, you know, let's face it. Everybody in the Caribbean, you saw the U.S. as the place to go for certain types of care. Not recognizing that you had some of the best health care throughout the Caribbean. But anyway, that's for another day. It is getting worse. This staggering statistic, this bit of information that makes you scratch your head and tilt it to the side and squint one eye because you're so confused. A report by the World Health Organization, WHO, found that all the world regions experienced significant drops in, in the MMR between 2000 and 2017. Or, well, yeah, between 2000 and 2017. The European rate went down 
by 53%. Sub-Saharan Africa improved by 38%. The only region that saw a sharp rise is North America, whose maternal mortality rate increased by 52%. And they immediately said, hey, listen, don't blame Canada. Their MMR stayed roughly the same during the past two decades. So, North America is the United States and Canada. <laughs> and the mortality rate shot up by 52%. But Canada didn't move. Where does the finger point at that point? At that time, where do you look? Breaking down the U.S. data by race or by state reveals even more abysmal numbers. For non-Hispanic black women, maternity mortality rate is whopping. You ready for this? Hold on to your seats. This is in the United States. This is 55 deaths per 100,000 live births. This is worse than Jordan or Panama. Louisiana, Indiana, and Georgia all recorded more than 40 deaths per 100,000 live births between 2011 and 2015. The last time Texas reported its numbers, MMR stood at 34.5 deaths per 100,000 live births. These numbers, these are really, really bad. Texas is on par with Syria as at the last time that they reported their numbers. Indiana is comparable to El Salvador. Louisiana is as bad as Kyrgyzstan. For a black woman in Louisiana, chances of dying of pregnancy-related causes are the same as in Libya. These are places that you watch American news and they will tell you that these are places you don't want to go to. Well, why should you want to stay here? Here in the United States. Here you, and, you know, you would think that, that that is the worst of it. But no. It will only get worse. 13 states have banned essentially all forms of abortion and 10 more are con considering similar moves. Many of these states are already having the highest MMRs in the US and as a result will still get higher. Banning abortions does not eliminate them. It simply pushes them underground where they'll be unsafe leading to more deaths. Even the rare legal exceptions to anti-abortion statutes will have negative consequences on maternity, maternal mortality. While new laws still allow legal abortions when mother's life is at risk, they simultaneously threaten providers with draconian punishments in all other cases. The fear of making such a costly mistake will make many deaths 
Many healthcare providers, understandably reluctant to intervene, except in the most clear-cut cases. So what's going to happen? You'll have more deaths. The Supreme Court's recent reversal of Roe versus Wade was a big political win for the religious right. Aligning the U.S., well, half of it at least, with other highly religious countries where abortion is banned, such as Malta or Poland. But Malta and Poland follow the Christian logic in caring for their mothers, with some of the lowest MMRs in the world. The countries have just six and two deaths per 100,000 live births, respectively. Texas and other red states should perhaps do the same rather than hide the data on maternal mortality. And you would think, all right, so it's not political, but it does have a very political look. Why they don't want to put the information out. What's even more concerning is that in a country where every other commercial, if not every commercial, in a commercial break watching a program or listening to a broadcast is a medical product being advertised. How is it that you're having so many deaths when it comes to something as important as childbirth? That is really puzzling. But what's worse is the disparity when it comes to races. Because the black people, the people of color in this country, which, according to statistics, are a lower number of people, they have a higher rate of mortalities, maternal mortalities, than white people. So how does, it, how does this work out? Are they being targeted? Are they being ignored? What is it? Whatever it is, it's definitely keeping the maternal mortality rate high and increasing. Nothing positive there. There's absolutely nothing good about that information. You have to think though, and ask the question, what are these people dying from? What are some of the, 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 the complications that women face when it comes to delivering a child? That we're going to look at when we come back from this first break. Still inviting you to call your friends, tell your friends, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too. And let them know that healthy love is on on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. And we're talking about maternal mortality. And in this first segment, we looked at the, the, the harsh reality that America is the most dangerous place in the world to give birth. As advanced as American medicine is, as advanced as the country is on a whole, it is worse than some of the European countries. It is even worse than some of the, the, the Middle Eastern countries. 
worse than some of the South American countries that are so looked down on. Well, you know they say, take the beam out of your eye before you talk about the splinter in someone else's. We're going to take a quick break. In the break, we're going to say goodbye to those on Clubhouse, those hanging out on Facebook Live. But no worries, the broadcast continues on the affiliate stations and right here at the home of the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew, kevinstew.com. Just use a link that is pinned in the comment section or in the description. Come on over to kevinstew.com. You have places to watch there. You have places to comment there. You can even listen live on kevinstew.com. Yeah? So, use it up. Send it to someone. Come on in. Share your, your views. Don't just take notes. I appreciate love you taking the notes, but share your views too. Before we go, though, I want to remind you to check out my Mary Kay store. Yes, I do have a Mary Kay store, and I got involved because of the skincare. So you get your skincare products from me in my Mary, through my Mary Kay store. It's marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew, and they're products from men too because we got skin. So there's beard care, there's face care, there are fragrances. Get something for that man in your life today by way of marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Those who want to balance out their skin tone, you can do so with this amazing product. It's called the CC Cream. And there are botanicals, your, your plant-based products that are also available. So check it out. marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew. Pulsing Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us, 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one, get one free, or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music, or a voiceover, or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV. Part of Pulsing Media Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. Or maybe he's teething. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. I am representing... For DJ Kevin's too, working on the night shift, the night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather, 
Just to please the devil never Will need your cabins to sell his soul That's a word and honor It's Christine to representing word and honor Celestia DJ Cabins The zone of Aisha Blender Daughter of Everton Blender Track is called Joy If there's one thing that you can look forward to is that uh, new life coming into the world Imagine as a mother carrying that life and that life not ever going being able to meet you. That's 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 a tough pill to swallow. But that is what happens when these mothers don't make it and sometimes as a father the mother and the child end up gone you don't get to experience that bit of joy that too is very painful welcome back to the broadcast it's healthy love right here on the night shift to dj kevin stewart tonight we're talking about maternal mortality what do you know of maternal mortality we looked at the fact that the United States of America is pretty much the worst place on earth to have a child. How scary is that? What are some of the common complications that a woman, woman would go through in giving birth? We know each pregnancy and delivery is different. And there are are problems that would arise from case to case. I say shout-outs to to those who work in the medical field. That day in, day out, they show up in labor and delivery. And bring this new help to bring this new life into this world. And help to preserve the life that is bringing them into into the world. But the numbers, the ones that don't make it, these numbers are way too high. And so tonight we're sharing what some of the complications are when it comes to that final step in bringing this life into this world. If complications do occur, Providers may assist by monitoring the situation closely or intervening as is necessary. And some of the more common complications would include things like labor that does not progress. Sometimes contractions weaken, the cervix does not dilate enough or in a timely manner. Or the infant's descent into the birth canal does not proceed smoothly. If labor is not progressing, a healthcare provider may give the woman medications to increase contractions and speed up the labor process. Or the woman may need an, a cesarean delivery. My, my boys 
were born by way of cesarean delivery. In fact, I watched a doctor as he reached in and grabbed out, pulled out my first son. Because this boy decided that he wasn't coming out. He was up under his mother's rib cage. The doctor literally put his forearm on her abdomen and pushed him down and then pulled him out. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. I was a C-section baby myself. And I told it so just because my head was big. That's, that's the story I got. That's what I'm running with. And it kind of makes sense because every time I fell, it seems like I fell on my head when I was a child. I kind of grew into it now, so it doesn't seem as big. But I'd, I, I remember one time I fell off the bed and it was head first into the dustbin that was beside the bed. My, my, sis, my sister still today has a good laugh telling that story. But hey, it happened. I'm still here. What can I say? Moving on. So there are also what is called perennial tears. Not the ones that you're crying. No, not those tears, but rips. A woman's vagina and the surrounding tissues are likely to tear during the delivery process. Sometimes these tears heal on their own. If a tear is more serious or the woman has had a, an episiotomy, which is a surgical cut between the vagina and the anus, her provider will help repair the tear using stitches. It's called an episiotomy. Ever heard of it? But you know what it is after it is described, right? Yeah. So as long as we're on the same page. Problems with the umbilical cord also occur. And the cord may be caught on an arm or a leg as the infant travels through the birth canal. Typically, a provider intervenes if the cord becomes wrapped around the infant's neck or it is compressed or, become, or it comes out before the infant. These cannot be problem, problematic. And so the healthcare provider will intervene at this time. Another complication would be abnormal heart rate of the baby. And many times an abnormal heart rate during labor does not mean that there is a problem. A healthcare provider will likely ask the woman to switch positions to help the infant get more blood flow. In certain instances, such as when test results show a larger problem, delivery might have, a, uh, have to happen right away. In this situation, the woman is more likely to need an emergency cesarean delivery. Or the healthcare provider may need to do an epi episiotomy to widen the vaginal opening for delivery. Something else that just came back to me about one of the stories I heard about my coming into this world. The doctor that performed the delivery was my primary care doctor until I was late teens, to be honest. He was my doctor my whole life. 
and up until I I left Jamaica and the story I got he used to wear glasses and he would set his glasses down towards the bridge of his nose and look over the rim of his glasses and my mother would be laying there on the bed and he would sit at the at the foot of her bed looking over his glasses like what is this boy doing <laughs> and true story um this this is the story i got and he would wait until you know there was wait no more you you have to come out there's no staying in there get out and so he went and got me so my head being too big was one story and me being stubborn was the other who knows do you have stories as it relates to childbirth as a mother what were some some of the complications that you faced and you came through it and your child is here today to see, and they whether they know it or not there's a story behind them being here 7737892 gets you in touch call me text me whatsapp me telegram me any of those get you in touch right here in the studio live and in, in living color um got a message here and okay cool not related but what's your story there's the issue of the water breaking early hmm so water breaks early does that mean that everything is dried up and the baby has nowhere to rest comfortably labor usually starts on its own on its own within 24 hours of the woman's water breaking if not and the pregnancy is at or near term the provider will likely induce labor if a pregnant woman's water breaks before 34 weeks of pregnancy the woman will be monitored in the hospital Infection can be a major concern if the woman's water breaks early and labor does not begin on its own. That sounds pretty serious to me. Then there is perinatal asphyxia, which sounds scary in and of itself. This condition occurs when the fetus does not get enough oxygen in the uterus or the infant does not get enough oxygen during labor or delivery or just after birth it's perinatal asphyxia so child suffocates it may seem like something how can something like that happen but think about the environment that the infant is in the fetus is in and when you take that into consideration then you can say boy you know okay now i get it i see how that could be the case there is shoulder dystocia 
what do the shoulders have to do with this? Well, you ever notice in those shows that depict a childbirth? And they would say, oh, the head is crowning. The head is crowning. We've got a head. Here's a shoulder. Here's the other shoulder. And then it becomes a sigh of relief. Well, after the head and the shoulders, everything else is a breeze. One of the things that puzzles me is you look at a baby and you look at a woman's vagina and you wonder, how does that come out of that? And you have to marvel at the creation that a woman is. And many of us take that for granted. When I say us, I mean us generally. Men take it for granted. Women take it for granted that, hey, you know, this is how I'm made. It's just how I'm made. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And they just take it for granted. And men take it for granted to say, hey, you know, whatever. You know, you, you, you brought a child into the world and so be it. They, half of them didn't actually go in there to witness the, the miracle of childbirth. So they don't even know. They hear the stories, say whatever. They're like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'll wait until you bring my child out to me. What, you know, some choose to go that route. I wasn't one of those. I was in there. And so here you have shoulder dystocia. And in this situation, the infant's head has come out of the vagina. But one of the shoulders ends up getting stuck. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. And you would think that this is one of those things that would happen more often when you take into consideration something the size of a watermelon coming out of something the size of an orange or a lemon. Orange would probably be too big. So we'll go with a lemon. Ladies, help me out here. You know, just judging from what I've seen. I'm not going to say I haven't seen. Yes, I've seen. I'm a grown man. I've, I have children. I've seen. So, but when you think of what has come out of the woman... A shoulder getting stuck would be something that happens all the time. You'd think, oh, the doctors would be going, oh, here we go. We got another one. Here's another shoulder. Let's go. Let's do this. How do you unstuck a shoulder? Do you coax it out? Do you navigate the baby? Do you now cut to get the shoulder out? But it's dangerous to cut to get the shoulder out because you're not talking about a whole lot of skin between that child and the the. the skin of the mother you cut this child and no telling what you'll end up cutting because this is a frail little being and so this is one of the dangers associated with giving birth shoulder dystocia then there is excessive bleeding if delivery results in tears to the uterus, or if the uterus does not contract to deliver the placenta, heavy bleeding can result. Worldwide, such bleeding is a leading cause 
of maternal death worldwide. Now, in a country like the United States, that is top of the list for maternal deaths, how many are caused by this? And if you have the majority being caused by this, what causes that? What causes excessive bleeding? So it's either the tears or the uterus not contracting. Whatever it is, what are the contributing factors to that? And so the, the, the why that applies to these high numbers in the United States stand out for me. With my, my second son, his mother, the day my mother passed away, which was February 13, 2009. The day, sorry, February 14, 2009. The day my mother passed away, his mother started, started to bleed. And the doctors were puzzled. To this day, the doctors are puzzled. She just bled. And she bled and she bled and she bled and she bled for weeks. Nothing was wrong with the baby. And she wasn't losing consciousness or anything like that. She just bled. The doctors were puzzled. We were puzzled. Everybody was puzzled. But here it is. And she survived. My son survived. And we're all here today. Worldwide, these bleedings is a leading cause of maternal death. The NICHD has supported studies to investigate the, the use of uh, misoprostol to reduce bleeding, especially in resource-poor settings. What is misoprostol, though? And real quickly, because we're approaching the top of the home, we're going to take another break. It is a drug that has a potential, they said, when it was first introduced, had the potential to save thousands of lives because its use can help to prevent postpartum hemorrhage. The it is convenient, it's inexpensive. The, there was a study that was conducted by researchers from the University of Missouri, um, India's Jawaharlal Nehru Medical College, the National Institutes of Health, and other institutions. And they said postpartum hemorrhage is, is excessive bleeding experienced by the mother after giving birth. The condition can result from failure of the uterus to contract after detachment of the placenta or from ruptures or tears in the uterus and other tissues. The study conducted with women in rural India appeared in the October 7 Lancet, and this was back in 2006. It was funded 
by the Global Network for Women's and Children Health Research, a public-private partnership between NIH, uh, NIH's National Institute of Child Health and Human Development, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And, oh, you have a story to tell? Uh, 865, please use the number 773-789-STU and tell the story. I don't know if you want to type the whole story because that would be quite a story. That would be quite some typing that you'd have to do, right? So it's up to you, though. Put the story right there in the stew pot or give us a call and share the story live with us. But we'd love to hear it. The... NICHD, which is the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development for Women and, and Children's Health Research, supports research based on sound scientific evidence. Funny enough, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is right there in the thick of things. Why I say funny enough? Well, <laughs> there are other things that the Gates Foundation has been involved with that have been called to question. But again, that's for another discussion. The network supports this type of research, seeking to improve medical treatments, procedures, and preventive measures that will reduce death and disability in women, infants, and children in resource-poor countries. Well, if they can look at it as helping women in these resource-poor countries, what is happening here in the United States? Has the United States now become that developing nation? Has it regressed to that? And nobody wants to admit it? Then the question would be, why? Only interventions which are cost-effective and appropriate for use in developing countries are evaluated by the network. The global network pairs U.S. and foreign investors to increase scientific capacity, research infrastructure, and sustainability. The study was concluded by researchers in the United States and India. But yet still, here it is, we have people facing the dangers of dying from postpartum hemorrhaging. We have the United States being the country rated as the worst in the world to have a child, or the most dangerous, let me not misquote, the most dangerous in the world to have a child. The United States, the superpower of the world, yeah? <laughs> Go figure. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more before we jump into musical therapy. There was a study looking at mothers who almost died giving birth. And the study shows who is most at risk. Who say you? Those of you who were here from the beginning would hear a bit of that information that highlighted how it is that US, the U.S. is the most dangerous in the world. It sounds like I'm harping on it, doesn't it? 
but it's worth mentioning over and over and over again just in case somebody misses it because we are in a position to ask questions of those that run the country whether it is medically or politically we are in a position because we are the ones that put them there we the layman the laywoman the regular joe the regular jane we put these people in the positions that they are in. So they answer to us. If you thought otherwise, this is where you stop thinking that way. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we talk some more. This is Healthy Love on the Night Shift of DJ Kevin Stew. We're talking maternal mortality. We'll be right back. Matthew 28:19 says, "Go ye therefore and teach all nations." With this in mind, and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, the Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise. Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings. Birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse eMedia Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Yes, yes, yes. A Carmantino, I'm making say right now. You are locked in to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. The sound of Marcia J. Ball bringing us back from the break. The track is called Close to You. And we have a caller on the line, you know, coming back from the break with a call. I can't even, you know, I'm kind of beside myself. Um, greetings and salutations. Hello. Hi. Hi, DJ Kevin. How are you? I am well. I am well. How are you? 
Awesome, awesome. Likewise, likewise, I am giving thanks. Oh, nice. So, I am I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you are listening to the broadcast and you have a story as it relates to childbirth. Yes, yes, certainly. I must say, though, um, before I get into the nitty-gritty and the details, um, thanks for dealing with the topic because you don't really hear it. Mm. Um, You're welcome. When you talk about, yeah, thanks. When you talk about, you know, the USA being the most dangerous place, did I quote that right? Yes, yes. One would never think of it, yes? Not at all. Right. Right, so here is my story. Um, originally, I'm from out of Jamaica, so I'm a Yadi. Okay, I cool. give God thanks for our island. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I give God thanks for our island, beautiful space and place and wonderful people. So I have uh, married, you know, and after a few years, you enjoy yourself. So mm-hmm. you got pregnant um, with the first child, um, four years into the marriage. Right. And, uh, I mean, the pregnancy was fair, I would say, after about the first four months, mm-hmm. uh, because I couldn't keep down liquids, like even just pure water. I know it's unheard of, mm. but um, I had to consume basically um, coconut water, or good, good coconut water. Well, nothing right? wrong with that. Definitely, but I mean, it was just a weird experience not being able to keep down water. <laughs> <laughs> Right? So that is just unheard of. I don't know, but uh, I don't really come across too many persons. That first one had expensive taste. Uh, No, right? Because it was just the coconut water and uh, um, what do you call it there now? Cow skin and bean and rice and peas. So, (laughs) yeah. Listen, this kid was something else from in the womb. Right. So what you found was that... um, after about like six months, it got easier for me, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into one of the major hospitals now in Jamaica, I did most of my child, um, what you said, the laboring at home because, you know, you went to Lamas class. It's your first child, so you're excited, yeah? yeah? Right, right. So you do all the works. You go to Lamas class and, you know, get your breathing exercises, pat and you know, you make sure you work yourself through that and your mate is there, you know, acting as support. So I did my laboring at home. When we got to the hospital, this kid is fast as though he is in other aspects of his life. Because mm. within half an hour, he is looking to come forward. He's like, yeah, I okay. am ready. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I need to come out of this space and this place. Right, so, you know, my doctor... Um, reach there because it was private. Yes. And uh, um, so, um, I'm sorry, but um, <clears throat> my mate was not, I think, as understanding as, as you, as I heard on your show, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was more of like standing from afar, you know, a little bit uh, to see, you know, gotcha. what was right. Yeah, but not all um, the men can, can do that, you know. Can stomach it? Perhaps. It did come in afterwards, um, but, uh, you know, I could have used the support, mm, <laughs> you yeah. know, from the start. So, um, anywho, on towards now, delivery is happening. 
and uh, I am here with the doctor. He's giving his clear instructions and I'm following them. And he says, yes, all right, come on now. I'm seeing the head and everything is going. I'm, I'm doing my, my breathing exercises. And by that time, you know, my mate is there holding my hand. And uh, he said something to me. He didn't call the name as oh, I hear you bravely saying epi what? What epi is it called? Which one is that? The the episiotomy? The one where you have to write, where you, um, the doctors would have to slip from the vagina. To the anus. You know, to create that okay. right, to create that opening. So that was what the doctor had to do to me. And listen, I could, it was just so sharp and I could feel the warmth oh, wow. to this very day. So I, when you were talking, I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> and I was like, oh wow. my gosh, it was though I need to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, you know, that happened. And uh, he came forward, yes, like a champ. Mm -hmm. He's a champion, my firstborn. And uh, it's quite right what they said. Once the shoulders came through, everything else was a breeze. You know, um, and uh, the the part that gave me difficulty um, in even just my 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 mental um, space where I was awareness and being able to cope was the stitches mm. because I could feel the needle going through my skin, <laughs> and that was not. Uh, you know, an easy feat uh, for me to cope with. But I, I endured. That's the name of the game for me, endurance. So I endured. So, and uh, I was sewed up. Yes. So didn't you get, uh, wasn't there any anesthesia being used? I'm certain. But uh, as I said to you before, that um, certain things don't really work on me. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Understood. So even although they do that, because I've had other um, procedures and yes. they're like, you're still feeling this, but we can't give you any more. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> all right. So, so here it is. You're, you're, you're firstborn. So his shoulder got stuck. This is what happened. It seemed as though there wasn't enough space uh, for it to come through because, I mean, he was... Uh, like uh, nearly nine pounds he was a big enough kid right you know and i am petite you know anybody gotcha. see me um, even now you know he's 16 thank hmm. god for that grace is upon his life upon all our lives but i mean when you see him he's touring because yes. he's almost six feet and you know i'm petite i'm five three so you know when you see oh, us wow. even a lot on the road, yes. yeah, they're, they're like, that's your sister? <laughs> I, I, I think that that's a compliment. <laughs> so, so, with that like, happening with your firstborn, mm -hmm. did, did it happen with any of your other pregnancies? Uh, since this is your yes. firstborn, I'm assuming there were others. Yes, yes, yes. And so... Um, much of the element of your focus tonight really relates to me because I, my second born, I came, I, I well, I came to the USA, yeah, to have my my second born. Okay. And uh, it was a story of uh, 
you know, us uh, Yadi, we're giving our children the best opportunities. So that right. one really I can relate to, even as you shared. You know, um, much of my family is here too. Um, you know, so um, okay. we just it kind of makes sense. It, and it was right, it makes sense. But you know, I I wasn't looking forward to that second time. I thought everything was good. I thought elasticity was working on my behalf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And the second time around, you know, like I say, I got this. The firstborn came through, and yes, that was done. So I'm thinking that listen, it you know would um, adjust itself. But can I tell you this machinery that God has made, whatever? thought that you you know prescribed to but for me I, I i i really love the lord man because this is a machinery you know the mm. way of everything just snaps back and once you treat your body well it will treat you right so okay you know so yep, yep, yep. you end up with the same problem with the second one the same the same one the same one the same one uh, yeah i was this one though i was on my own because um at that time my mate was not with me okay. right so i was on my own with a nice sweet and sexy jewish doctor yes, yes. but bless the lord i was able to <laughs> focus yeah, I, on that so, but he was very calming yeah so, so i guess that does 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 your husband the child's father mate does does he know about this sexy jewish doctor you know just going off on a tangent here because you mentioned it you know so it's fair right not everybody's that open in their relationship to get you know to handle the truth that if they're mate you know see somebody attractive that they can say it so no i just tell you was a nice young (laughs) jewish (laughs) jewish doctor (laughs) so what yeah yeah, yeah, but he was, he was, he was coming. He was, he was. You know those doctors that uh, make sure that you are, rush, you are good. You're you know to calm you. Yes, yes. Right, and that was he. So that this second time around, I did not feel the slit. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm that wondering. Man if, had skills. I'm wondering if it is that he had skills or the medicine that was used the anesthetics was a little bit different well sir i i I, my head was in a different position so i couldn't get to look down there and apart from that you know i I was just thankful that something was working at least it worked (laughs) that you know i couldn't feel it um but i i i i remember getting the stitches likewise it's not as forceful as the first time um, you know, but uh, um, on both um, experience, both occasions, what really um, helped me to heal real fast was to sit over the warm salt water. Really? Yes, because within two days I'm up and about. And even from the first evening, I can remember with my second born, I, I was up in the hospital because they were doing some rounds and there was something that I had to carry um, my son outside for. I can't recall now. And they made sure to say to me, listen, in this here, US of A, you don't go anywhere, leave your child. It mm-hmm. could be into the bathroom. Yes. You make sure you pull along. Yes? Yes. Exactly. Yes. Nice to come in. So I'm like, okay, thank you for that. 
yeah, because, uh, you know, babies go missing, you know. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, so I was up and about. Yes, uh, call me strong or whatsoever, but I do believe the good warm salt water really helped us. So I continued that over a period of time. So you said you just sat over it? Yeah, so it's the warm salt water. So, you know, you get your basin. Yes. You know, we Jamaicans know about weapon, we base a weapon. Yeah? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. so, you know, right, there is a measured amount of salt, I don't remember. Um, but uh, salt and you add your warm water. We're not talking about scalding water. But okay? it has to steam though, right? It has yes, to be hot enough definitely. to provide steam. I don't really like the word hot, but, uh, you know, um, ample enough we're a little bit, uh, you know, of vapor coming off of it. Right. That it, it, it would go up, you know, um, to the vagina. Yeah, so I would just be in the bathroom and I took a quiet private time. Um, and I'm a music person, so I would have music to soothe me. Gotcha, so, gotcha. you know, right. And so that, um, that helped. And it wouldn't be long. I would stay like for about like uh, in there like seven minutes, seven, ten minutes, and I'm out. But I just made sure to follow through with it because many times, even us as females, we have, uh, you know, a, an issue with consistency. Right. We start something today and, you know, we feel better two, three days and we don't go the full length, you know? Right, so right, right. That helps. So that's really my experience in a nutshell, but it does help uh, for you to have support around you. Um, that's number one, I would say that's a takeaway for me in, uh, in your mate, in your, um, you know, just your family members being around because, uh, you know, you can really spiral real quickly if you don't have help and persons around talking you through certain things. Um, and uh, the doctors, mm. I mean, their um, competency too, you know, if that matters. Yeah. So, you know. It would be key um, if you are able to, in that capacity, to say that, okay, this is my doc, this is who will be delivering my child, and I know XYZ based on research and experience that this person is able to handle whatever surprise that will come because we didn't see this coming. It was in, yes, um, the delivery, especially for my firstborn in the delivery, that we yes. saw that, hey, you know. You are small, yes, although you have um, dilated, that he still needs room to come forth. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But I am, I am blessed and I'm happy because both boys are here, towering giants, one almost six feet and one five eight. Yeah, so they're good. Well, both taller than you. Oh, most definitely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, but so, they are well. So they, they have well. daddy's height. Okay. Uh, well, it could be a long, even in my genes, because you know, my grandfather was almost six feet. Yeah, so you okay. never know. Okay. The mixture okay. is good. Yeah, so it's not all on me. <laughs> hey, listen. Not, hey, you call it as you see it. I, that's I, right. I'm Nobody just working. knows my experience like me. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. I thank you for sharing. Um, that's, you know, you mentioned the after and having that support. And mm -hmm. I guess that is something else that should be looked at because we hear of postpartum depression 
and mm-hmm. things yeah. that result as a as, as a consequence of it. So right. the, the the dangers of postpartum depression that's yes, scary sir. in and of itself. Yes, sir, and and that needs to be paid attention to because some persons want to chunk it up to say, okay, you're feeling low, or it's just mild depression. It is real. It is real, and it is um, to be paid attention to and not to be taken lightly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, thank you for calling in and, and sharing your story. I don't know if you were the one in the in the stew pot that says uh, there's a story to tell, but if if you're not, no. Okay, well, I I should have gotten two stories tonight, and I, I don't know where the other uh, person yes, has disappeared yes, to. Yes. <laughs> I was prompted, so uh, you know I called. <laughs> okay, cool. So, but, I'll take it. Yes, but uh, that's right. That's right. But thank you, and thank you for continuing to you know hitting those topics that you know not often discussed, but. Uh, must and should be thank you i you're very welcome i i try all righty all right do you have all yourself right. a good night thank you all right thanks you too bye-bye bye-bye so <laughs> wow you 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 don't it's, these are not stories that you hear every day you know of, of someone going through the having the experience now, this one, a tear like that could have been more dangerous, but this was, this was a surgical tear. This was a, a cut by the doctor. And the care that was needed in, in that process, wow, you know. Um, you're still here. I should check my messages. Um, is that message... You you sent a text message. Uh, let me see here. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Check my messages. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I uh, would love to tell my story, but don't think I can. Uh, having my child was the most exciting time of my life, especially because it was a girl. She was born with a cord around her neck. You know, when babies are born, they cry. Well, the doctor had to slap her to get the sound. That little girl weighed eight pounds. Born at about three in the morning. Got a few stitches. Yes, had to soak in warm salt water two to three times a day. Until, I guess, until recovery. I had a lot of support. After 39 years, that beautiful girl is no longer with us. May her soul rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, still, there are moments when I, I have to stop and smile at her life. This, this is my dear cousin that many of you would see coming into the chat from time to time and I understand the difficulty with telling the story because for a mother to say a parent to say goodbye to their child 
it's not easy. And I might still, I have difficulty with it. And so I, I definitely can only imagine what you go through because so thank you for for sharing the story with us um <laughs> the cord around the umbilical cord around her neck yeah that is scary that is scary and these things happen and we see people and never know what they go through what they have lived through to be able to share and to be here today but yet still many of us take it for granted this thing called life let me give you this real quick tens of thousands of american women each year and this is information that was put out from 2018 courtesy of um the Institute for Healthcare Policy and Innovation at the University of Michigan. And they say tens of thousands of American women each year need emergency treatment to save their lives while they deliver their babies or immediately after. A study shows how much their risk of, of, of life-threatening birth depends on their racial and ethnic background and their underlying health in all 1.6% of women faced such a situation women of color and those of hispanic heritage had higher rates of severe birth related health issues than non-hispanic white women even if they were otherwise healthy the largest gap the researchers saw involved non-hispanic black women who had a 70% higher rate of of major birth problems than non-Hispanic white women. Women of any race or ethnicity who had a health condition like asthma, diabetes, depression, or substance abuse issues before giving birth also had a higher risk of severe problems after giving birth. Women of color or Hispanic heritage who had two or more such conditions faced two to three times the risk of a severe birth problem. The, new, the study published in the journal Obstetri Obstetrics and Gynecology by a team from the University of Michigan shines a detailed spotlight on the issue of what physicians call severe maternal morbidity. This was 2018, four years ago. So if four years ago this information could come out with physician, physicians calling this severe maternal morbidity. Why in 2022 are we in this position where the United States is being categorized as the most dangerous place on earth to have a child? The most dangerous on, place on earth to give birth to a child. Details, sorry, deaths among new mothers have received public attention in recent years, notes the lead author, Lindsay Ad Admon, MD, MSc. But far less data has been available on the far more common issue of birth problems that could have killed the mother if emergency wasn't given. The, new, the study 
focuses on 10 types of maternal morbidity. Blood transfusions used mainly when in women suffering a serious hemorrhage were, were the most common. They accounted for three quarters of cases and most of the racial disparity. Situations like these are often considered near misses and looking at them allows us to get a better picture of who the high-risk women really are, says Admon, an obstetrician at Michigan Medicine's Von, Voita, Von Voitlander Women's Hospital and member of the UM Institute, of, Institute for Healthcare Policy and Innovation. Celebrities like Serena Williams, who have shared their birth-related emergency stories publicly, have drawn the national spotlight to the urgent need to reduce racial and ethnic disparities in care for women around the time of delivery. To drive a target, those chance, those to drive and target those changes, we need specific data like these. The findings have importance for health policy as well because many births are paid for by Medicaid using state and federal funds. In fact, the, new, the study shows that Medicaid paid for nearly two-thirds of all births among women of non-Hispanic, Black, Hispanic, and American Indian Alaskan Native backgrounds, and more than a third of all births among non-Hispanic white women and those of Asian Pacific Islander backgrounds. The researchers used anonymous national data about hospital stays from 2012 to 2015, during which 40,873 women who gave birth underwent an emergency procedure or received a diagnosis of a life-threatening condition. When calculating their rates of severe maternal morbidity, the researchers adjusted for factors like age, income, insurance, source, and rural-urban status that have already been shown to play a role in birth outcomes. They were not able to adjust for maternal obesity, other known a, another known health risk for birthing mothers. The data in the study came from the national inpatient sample compiled by the, the Healthcare Cost and Utilization Project, part of the Federal Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality. Admon and her colleagues, including senior author Vanessa Dalton, MD, MPH, note that this data, this data source, allowed them to look at the at, at severe maternal morbidity across racial and ethnic groups, including American Indians, Alaskan Natives, for whom little national data has been available. In all, the researchers looked at data from more than 2.5 million birth hospitalizations across a four-year period, a representative sample of nearly 13.5 million total births that happened in the country from 2012 to 2015. This allowed them to calculate rates of severe maternal morbidity across women of different backgrounds and different health factors, or health status. Sorry. For instance, they found that 231 of every 10,000 births among non-Hispanic black women led to one of the severe problems compared with 139 of every 10,000 births among non-Hispanic white women. If the rates were extended to the entire population of women who had babies in the U.S. from 2012 to 2015, 
more than 218,000 of them would have suffered a life-threatening problem. In addition to blood transfusions, they compiled rates of blood clotting disorders, heart failure, hysterectomy during or following delivery, acute lung problems, kidney failure, eclampsia, uh, shock, and sepsis. Disparities between whites and blacks of non-Hispanic backgrounds emerged in these non-transfusion conditions. 50.5 black mothers per 10,000 suffered one of them, compared to 40.9 white mothers per 10,000. The researchers focused on chronic health conditions that previous research has shown to increase the risk of a tricky birth. These included diabetes, chronic high blood pressure, chronic lung disease such as asthma, chronic heart or kidney disease, lupus, pulmonary hypertension, HIV, AIDS, depression, and substance use disorders. Non-Hispanic white women had higher rates overall of depression and substance use disorders compared with women from any other group. Even so, the risk that a white woman with depression or substance issues would have a severe problem during birth was significantly lower than the risk experienced by a woman of color who had depression or substance issues. Taken together, let me wrap this up here. Taken together, our findings shed light on women of color as a high-risk population for each of the problems examined occurred occurring during delivery and immediately afterward. Women of color who have multiple health conditions before they have their baby appear to experience a double whammy effect, which should force us, force us to think about how to structure care to best serve these vulnerable women, not only during pregnancy, but before and after giving birth, says Admon. When you look at what has been put in place, though, do you see that happening? Do you see the women of color in the, in, in the United States being cared for this way? Or do you just see the disparity in maternal morbidity more, or mortality rates leaning more towards women of color than they do otherwise? Targeting that effort in healthcare facilities that care for higher percentages of women of color should be a priority, she says. She also hopes to do more research on the longer-term health of newly delivered mothers beyond the initial birth hospitalization to understand patterns of health emergencies or near misses in the first year after birth. Are we taking care of our people the way we're supposed to? Is that why a country like the United States is looked at so poorly as it relates to maternal mortality. The information is what they have. The numbers is what they have put out. I'm not making it up. You can look it up yourself. And I encourage you to do so. The question is, and it always comes back to, why are there these numbers in the first place? What is it that women have to deal with or have to present in order to get the best possible care or 
do they really need to look a particular way? I guess I'm at it again When me turn around I look me see family no friend No, I miss you my baby This is musical therapy Courtesy of McNeil Trucking Thank you McNeil Trucking I give you one more track from Aisha Blender It's called I Wish It's on Mr. Vegas It's called Dance Mama Dance I know me know what life is really worth From mama got me and still hurt I wish I could dance again with my mama Mama no girl can dance like you DJ play a song for my mama Mama no one can dance like you Yeah, I wish I could dance with my mother again Yeah, go mama, go mama But you know what? I take a moment I do Go mama, go mama I want to thank you each and everyone for tuning in Thank you for sharing your stories Pray for all the best of, for the mothers that are The expectant mothers and new mothers right now As we part company tonight I do encourage you to look out for members of your community. And remember, your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. Those that you pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is Kevin Stewart, so I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here, KevinStewart.com and affiliates. Truly appreciate love each and every one of you. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world. From right here until Florida, I bid you all a good night. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. Take care until we do it again. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. <laughs>